God is going to have done, what he's going to change in us, how we're going to look more like Jesus, um, and how maybe you have been a part of some of the stories that you're going to share. So let's pray. So that was um, last year's message uh, in January. So those of you guys that haven't been around, um, if you're new here, usually at the beginning of the year we try to um, take some time to share a little bit about what God has done in the year past, where we're heading in the year ahead. We call it the State of Wellspring Address. Um, so I thought about getting a little presidential seal to put on the front of my podium here this morning um, to make it more official. But um, So I actually, as preparation for this message, I went back and watched last year's message all the way through and just uh, just to remind myself of kind of where we said we were going and as a way to kind of evaluate, like, how did we do? Where are we in relationship to what some of our goals were? And, um, and just where we experienced some growth and development as a church community these past 12 months. So one of the things in my message last year that I reminded us all of was that as a church, we, we are, feel pretty clear about the lanes that God has asked us to run in, in terms of kind of just our missional focus. And those initiatives are always reflected in our, our Wellspring core values. Um, if you're not familiar with those, these are kind of our, our guiding principles. So anytime that we make decisions as a board or a staff about um, what we want to do, what we want to be about, we come back to these and make sure that they kind of line up. And we think about those things in terms of how we're going to spend our time, money, resources, um, making a, a kingdom impact in St. Joseph and beyond. And so it was really fun at the end of that message to kind of reflect on what are some of the wins that we've had in the past year um, in places where we've just, we really hit the mark on kind of expanding and deepening the cause of Christ in our arenas of influence? So I want to take a, a few minutes here at the beginning to just kind of celebrate with you guys some of the things that um, we kind of set out to do and were able to accomplish with God's help, obviously, um, in this past year. And one of those things that came to me immediately was just the strides that we've made in just deepening the impact here in Midtown. So um, those of you guys that know the Midtown area is where we are located as a church, and there's several other churches around us. And so one of the great partnerships that we've begun in the last year is with um, Pastor Robert and Kim Warren, who you guys got to meet at the beginning of Advent. They run a church on 20th and Messaney and also a ministry called Mid-City Excellence. And I've known about them for a lot of years, but really in the last couple of years, I've gotten closer to them, um, really just because I see the value in what they're doing, the number of lives that they have uh, influence with, um, the desperation of the folks that are within a few blocks of their church, and just the hundreds of people that come through their doors um, on a regular basis there, and just seeing the, honestly, just seeing the weariness and the exhaustion in their eyes and knowing, man, we can't lose those folks in our city. And so we as a church have kind of come alongside them and um, been able to kind of put some wind in their sails in this past year. So one of the things we've been able to do is we've, we've given them about $10,000 worth of support in the past year. Some of that they've used on uh, facility upgrades on their buildings. Um, just the other day, I was able to give her a, a check from Advent from us for $5,000. Um, to go into their operating budget to just get them started on the year um, in a positive way. And so I can't um, explain to you the 
um, appreciation that they have for the partnership of Wellspring and um, the impact that you guys have made on their ministry. So thank you. Um, Stacy Kearns and I have been meeting with, with Kim uh, once a month as well, just to talk through some strategic um, things to help them continue to be successful in the year ahead so that they don't kind of get to a place where they get so... Uh, just burdened and overwhelmed. Um, so we're trying to continue to help them, but thank you guys for that, for sure. Um, our investment in vulnerable families um, in this community through the ministry of Care Portal has continued to, to grow as well. As I said, there's about 12 churches now in St. Joseph that are, are kind of engaged in this battle with us. And you guys see the requests that come through. If you don't, put your email down on your little uh, flyer today and we can get you those requests. So Children's Division, through this um, Care Portal Network, they have an opportunity to send out requests to churches that have signed up to be a part of that. And so um, you can see the needs that are coming through. And we talked about beds this morning being a huge one, but there's so many different kinds of needs. Some of them are material. Some of them are relational. And... um, Again, sometimes I, it's like, man, I wish I could just bring you with me sometimes to when I go and have meetings with these pastors, um, when, I, when I see the momentum and the excitement um, with guys and, and ladies, pastors that I sat down with two years ago and where they were in kind of this journey, some of them were kind of coming along reluctantly because I was their buddy and I was twisting their arm. And now some of their folks are going through foster training and we're just seeing some significant strides and... Um, Man, I mean, God, the Holy Spirit is moving in our city. And the excitement on the the behalf of the children's division workers, those folks that are in the trenches every day, to know that there are 12 churches coming alongside them that are in the battle with them, providing for things that they would have had to figure out on their own um, or with state money in the past, um, it's just... It's just overwhelming. And so I just want you guys to know that there's, there's a ton of momentum with that. And thank you guys. I know that sometimes those emails can get overwhelming or you just kind of get like, they call it compassion fatigue. But I just want to encourage you guys to hang in there because it is making a big difference. Um, in addition to that, Wellspring continues to lead the way in terms of families diving into fostering and adopting. Um, last night we had the opportunity to have our staff and our board together for kind of, we, we have a kind of a post Christmas, Christmas celebration. And, um, out of the families there, five of those families, um, just on our board and staff, um, have either fostered or adopted. And so that was just really encouraging to see the leadership of our church that have invested in that, um, and there are just so many folks in our, commu- our community that are diving in in really radical ways into an arena that's just hard. It's heartbreaking. It's exhausting. And that also has required a support team. And so uh, there's a wraparound team here. And so I just want to personally say thank you to Sarah DeGarmo and Blair Kennedy and Karen Barnes for the work that they put into making sure that when those families come home with kids and face some challenges that, that we as a church are alerted to that and um, we're able to come alongside them and care for them in that as well. Um, heading into this, these next few months, there's two families that I'm aware of that are getting ready to go into foster training. Um, another three in our church right now that are in the adoption process. So um, the Van Belcoms and the Wards and the DeGarmos um, are all in that process as Codemans are as well. So there are actually four families. Um, so if you can be praying for them um, as they go through that. One of the exciting things for us as a church too, thanks to you guys and your all's generosity, is that we've been able to come alongside those families that are in that adoption process and grant them some money. 
um, to just say, hey, we're in this with you, and we want to do that uh, by supporting you financially as well. And I just put into my notes, and it's, I can't recreate the passion that I had when I wrote this. So when I was typing this out on Thursday, I just put in parentheses just to remind myself that like while I was typing this stuff out, um, like I was like crying um, because I'm just so thankful for you guys, so overwhelmed by the way that you guys have obediently stepped into this space that really wasn't on our radar three, four, five years ago. And has really been kind of a, a, a new endeavor that the word of God has definitely spoken to me and my family. But as I've brought that concern and that need to you guys, um, many of you who maybe had never thought about doing things like this before have, have boldly stepped in. And it's, it's, sometimes it's kind of wrecked your family in some ways. Other times it's been, you know, a really exciting thing. And it's probably usually a little bit of both um, excitement and a little bit of a house wrecker at times. Um, but it's demanded something of our community, too, to come around you. And we've all had to kind of step up to care for these families that are doing that. And, uh, guys, it's just not normal. When I talk to other churches, um, it just is not happening out there. And so I'm just really thankful to you guys for, for being willing to kind of come along with us in that journey. So, um, Wellspring's investment in the next generation has also continued to grow. Um, last January, Justin and I sat down and we were like, we've got all these interns that have been through our first year intern program. Maybe we should add a second year and just kind of keep investing in people. And so we did that and Justin had like four months to put together nine weeks of curriculum and that's a lot of work, but he pulled it off and uh, we were able to have 18 interns last summer. Um, investing in them and caring for them in that critical stage, stage of their life. Um, we continue to have a presence on the campus at Northwest Missouri State through a student-led ministry called The Well that Justin goes up and meets with those leaders, and a lot of those kids are either come from here or have done our internship as well. And, and we also just continue to support the local work of Young Life all the way from middle school, uh, wildlife, through high school, and now through college with the end goal really hoping to be that as we encourage and support the volunteers and staff, a lot of them come here to church as they go out and reach out to the kids in those age groups, um, that a lot of those kids that were kind of unchurched um, would make the transition uh, here um, to, to live the rest of their life as long as God keeps them in St. Joe as a part of a body of Christ. Um, and so just out of curiosity um, and just as a way to celebrate this morning, how many folks are in this room now who were kind of unchurched and came to Christ through Young Life, through Wildlife or Young Life or College Young Life, and have now transitioned into a church that they call home for the first time at Wellspring. How many folks have, have done that at all kinds of different ages in here? So, man, that is awesome. And um, <clears throat> I know there's a lot more uh, folks that, um, there's a lot of kids out skiing right now that would probably tell us that that's what they're doing. There's a lot of college kids that um, have come through College Young Life recently. So that's awesome and exactly who we wanted to be um, for sure. From a staffing standpoint in the last year, we've invested more resources in our staff to go deeper um, with that age group. You can see when we you know, flash pictures of babies up on the screen and have baby dedications that we're not slowing down uh, here at Wellspring. So that requires a lot of uh, help, a lot of volunteers, a lot of coordination to pull that off. And so we've been able to hire 
um, just some additional people, I guess, in the last couple of years to make that even just more viable. Um, so Marissa, Brittany, Zach um, are just doing a great job of creating an environment where our young kids can experience Christ and community together. Um, watching our kids grow up and um, enter into ministry and, and serve the Lord, and many of them now are marrying each other, which is kind of a new trend. So if you're a young person here, you don't need to look outside of these walls. Everybody you need is right here, right? Um, so that's been exciting, you know, getting to marry uh, and see my son and, and Sam get married, um, which is kind of the first round of what will be many marriages in the next year of, of Wellspring families. So, um, so I, I really believe, and our board does too, that our vision of creating a new normal for the next generation is, is really steadily continuing to move forward, and God is, is answering that. And finally, our investment in the healing and transformation process in people's lives, I think, can, continues to take big steps forward. As we know, we, we had a men's and a women's encounter in 2018, um, a time to get away and really um, just come to terms and reckon with where our hearts are with Christ and the follow-up studies that came from that, the small groups that are ongoing in our church community. Um, I can definitely say in the last few years that our spiritual and emotional maturity as a church as a whole has, has really deepened and grown. Um, so that's, that's super exciting as well. Um, and uh, what I want to do this morning is, uh, so I gave you a list of things that I see, <laughs> um, but I know that there's tons of things going on in our community that I'm, I'm not even aware of, ways in which God has used people in this church or the ministries of this church to touch people's lives. So I just want to take like five minutes and... Um, Unfortunately, you're going to have to use a microphone because um, I don't want to translate everything you have to say. But if any of you guys have just got something to share, which is where it's like, you know, just what it's been like for you to be a part of our community or the ways in you, which you've been impacted by something that we can all kind of celebrate, um, we'd love to hear that because it's just kind of fun to, to hear what God's doing around us and things we might be missing. So um, this could be really awkward or it could be amazing. It's up to you guys. So um, who would like to get the ball rolling this morning? Anybody have something they'd love to share with us? Hey, look. I know it's just been a real blessing to me, Bob's messages. It's right at the truth from the Bible. And our worship praise team, all those young men and women up there, I go out of this church flying every Sunday. So this wellspring, I love that they're keeping what we're doing, a lot of it right here in St. Joe, and that means a lot. And God bless all of you, and God bless all the wonderful young men and women in this church adopting uh, and having little babies, they're, they're our future, and they're all so precious. And what a gift from God every one of them is. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. That's awesome. Anybody else? Yes, Gary. Would it be okay if you, if you stand up so we can see, oh. your, see how beautiful you are? Isn't Gary beautiful? Well, yeah, that's good. (laughs) I've been touted as the oldest man in the church. I don't know if I am, but I'm getting up there. Uh, I've gotten to be involved with Capernaum um, Young Life Mm -hmm. in the in 2018. Just really a a blessing to uh, every two weeks or so to get with these kids who are just uh, full of love and and, uh, know about Jesus, and, and you'll hear off in one corner, you'll hear, Jesus is watching you. Do you know that? And so it's just great. So the, the Capernaum uh, group that we meet with, with uh, 
the Zwerings and, and all of the other leaders, the Shears and stuff, I, it's a real blessing. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Capernaum is the special needs ministry of Young Life. So awesome. Thank you. Anybody else? Oh, back there. Oh, man. Diello. Yes. Do you hand that back to her, Angie? Thank you. I just want to thank um, Wellspring Church for always supporting Edison School. It has just been a blessing to me to lead the school, but I could never do it without you guys. So thank you so much. And I get to see every day um, the generous gifts that um, with the walking school bus, the volunteers, but also helping in the classrooms and also financially helping with gifts that we have not been able to do without your help. So bringing the Holy Spirit into the school has been um, wonderful, and I just want to say thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Somebody else have their hand up that I missed? I can throw it to the balcony, too, so you guys aren't off the... <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, sorry, over here. I just want to say thanks to everybody that's part of the meal train. Um, I know sometimes it's real easy to make just extra food for people, and sometimes it's really a lot <laughs> to make extra food for people and show up at their door by 5 o'clock sometimes. But um, my family would not have eaten for about six weeks after we brought this baby home if it wasn't for you guys. So just thank you so much for doing that and for... Just making really delicious food, too. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Trace. Hi. Um, so my husband and I have been coming here for about nine years now. And I don't know why I'm so emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> but probably because a lot of pe a few families in this um, it's okay church. if you stand up so folks A few families in this church have been um, in a Bible study with us for about eight years now. And it's just really um, helped us be accountable like following Christ and, and our marriage when we've like had our ups and downs or just anything personal in our life. And it's just, it takes an army to be a Christian and just to get through this. And I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh, back here. Um, I don't like talking. This to is Michael. unlike Karen. I'm like, was that Dave's hand back there? What is this? Wait a I don't really have anything to say. I would like for everybody to stand up and give Bob just a grateful round of applause. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Brooks. Catch. <laughs> A lot of trust right there. Um, I agree with Tracy. Um, small groups are huge. Uh, so much goes on uh, with us in our small groups. And if you haven't joined a small group, like make that, make 2019 like the year that you connect with people uh, that are serious about just, you know, journeying, you know, with Christ. So wholeheartedly agree with that. And then um, Men's Encounter, um, you know, Brent and Wyatt and Justin and Nick and Brady and like all those guys that kind of took charge and dug in at the very beginning to make that happen, to see the, the momentum about guys just being serious about their walk and um, connecting with Christ on a deeper level and connecting with each other in the moment or in the, in the process of that, just knowing like we're not alone um, and we're loved and there are people and other guys that 
that we can connect with um, and, and be vulnerable with um, in the midst of that. So that's been really cool to see how that's kind of gotten a lot of traction. Awesome. Super. Anybody else? Time for one more. Anybody? Oh, back there, Jake. Wow. All right, buddy. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> um, so being a part of the music team, uh, I think it's uh, very fit that we give a very special thanks to Dave. Um, and not only just Dave, but like the families of the worship team do a lot to let us go up there. Um, a lot of us have families, kids, that they are the soldiers behind the scenes that take care of the kids while we get to play music. Um, so that is a <clears throat> very big gift, especially for me. I have three, three under three right now, so my wife is a huge benefit to me to be able to come up here on Sundays and perform music. And so, uh, But Dave does so much up there that we don't ever see. Um, all the wires that go connected, all the sound that comes through to have, like, to have it as perfect as we have it. Like, the, the guy just comes in and puts hours behind the scenes that we don't get to see. Um, so you hear everything and you see everything, all the lights, everything that goes on on Sunday. Dave is that. You are that. So we appreciate that, man. So thanks. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, guys. And, um, you know, I just want to say thank you, too, to all of our children's ministry volunteers um, you know, a lot of the things that we do here on Sunday morning and, and even outward from here, it requires a ton of people behind the scenes that are right now in those classrooms and downstairs taking care of our kids um, to create this environment that we have here. Um, so, um, and Marissa and Brittany who juggle literally 60, 70, 80 volunteers, I don't know how much it is to pull that off. So, um, thank you guys that serve and have served. Um, and in the end, guys, I really want you to hear this too, like... Um, there are great people here, but, um, you know, I mean, it's God's doing this stuff and he's the one that's changed all of us. Um, so make sure we, we give the credit where the credit is due. Um, so that was kind of looking back, looking forward into kind of where God is leading us in the year ahead. So our key word for 2018, um, was deeper. And as I said, our lanes of influence of kind of where we're called to be we're, are pretty well established. We're not really going to do a ton of stuff outside of what those values are um, to try to just kind of stay laser focused on who God's called us to be. But our challenge for last year was really just to kind of go deeper into the things that we were already doing, deeper into our neighborhood, deeper into small groups, deeper into foster and adopting and all those things. Um, and just so that we can continue to grow and we can love people um, even more. Um, so when our staff and board sat down to begin um, praying and brainstorming for 2019, there were several uh, kind of things, initiatives that came to the surface I'm going to share with you uh, this morning. Um, two of our goals are surrounding that healing and transformation um, value that we have and just doing life with one another in the context of community, as, as kind of DJ mentioned. There is no expression of Christianity outside of doing it with other people. There's no such thing as a standalone Christian, okay, because it takes two people to forgive. It takes two people to love and to serve and to care for one another. And so that's what we hope um, happens as we do life with folks, sometimes who we don't always choose, right? 
Um, so one of the first things we're going to do in that area is um, we're going to do these things called deep dives. And so this is a, an, an idea that we have. Um, it's going to start next month. And every fourth Sunday, um, once a month after church, we're just going to meet whoever wants to in the community room and have an opportunity to kind of process our sermon series a little bit deeper. Um, just ask questions. Um, talk about how you're taking steps forward as a result of what we're talking about in here. Um, a lot of times Justin or I come up and give a message and we have really no clue what you're doing with it because we don't get to have all these individual conversations where you can say, oh man, I've learned this or I still have questions about that. Can you help me understand that more? Or here's what I've done as a result of what we talked about on this date. So it's really just going to be an opportunity for us to come and just have a conversation on a little bit smaller, more intimate level, and maybe have some questions answered. And um, so that's going to start next month um, in February. We want to create some space for that. Secondly, Justin has, has kind of taken the reins of small groups here in the last couple of years. And um, this year, we really like sat down and wrote down the name of every adult that we knew that was in a small group. And um, we figured out that there was about 40 to 50% of our adults are connected in that way, which, which equates to around 125 adults or so um, that are in some kind of regular community with folks, um, which is awesome on one hand, but on the other hand, it still means that half of y'all aren't connected. And so our goal in the year ahead, as you've heard a lot about here, is to see if we can get folks engaged with others. So you've seen a lot of announcements about some men's groups and some women's groups that have already started. Um, and we've got some more we're going to be rolling out here in the weeks ahead. Um, and so our desire is to see significant growth in our engagement with other people um, who for a season, and it might just be six months, it might be a year, it might be like Tracy and Tyler are going on eight, nine years with, with a lot of the same group of folks, um, where you intentionally choose to do life with some folks and to create some space in your schedule to make that a priority, focusing on God's word together. So, and also in that, we want to continue to press into, if you can put up the, the triangle here. So this is a model for discipleship that we've talked about off and on for a number of years that we really want to continue to push with our small group communities. Um, is this idea that discipleship is, is kind of like a triangle in terms of having an up and in and an out component. And so when we get together with small groups, obviously as we focus on God's word and on encouraging one another, there's this up, up component. The in is the relationships that we have with one another and the fellowship and the, and the fun that we have together. But then the third component is this out. And I kind of describe it as like, how are we leveraging what God is doing and what the community that we're engaging, how are we leveraging that out into the world um, so that we're not just like getting together at people's houses and, and soaking it all in and kind of keeping it for ourselves, but that we're taking God's goodness. Every gift that he gives us is meant for the world, right? And so in, in our small groups, I, I want to continue to challenge you guys to, to maybe as you meet um, weekly, maybe take one of those weeks off, so to speak, and go serve together. Um, go look for how can we give away. And uh, the, I know the guys in, in Tyler's group, um, there's a twice a month, every other week, they go up to the guest house on Monday nights. So their group meets every other week, and on the off weeks, the guys from that group go and they hang out with the guest house kids um, with just, they call it guys night. And so that's a great example of an outward component um, that we really want to encourage our groups to do. 
as well. Because um, without it, it, it's kind of like I explain it like a, a stool with three legs, you know. Um, if you don't have all three of those strong, uh, your stool is going to tip over. So um, that's kind of how God created us. Um, you know, he focused on Christ with his disciples. They definitely spent some time investing in one another, but he also sent them out as well. So another exciting opportunity for the year. So those are a couple around healing and transformation. Um, is that uh, we're looking into purchasing um, uh, another house um, in our neighborhood. Um, so last summer, if you guys remember, we went on a prayer walk. Uh, some of you that were here that morning around this block south of the church, we own some land on that block. And, and really kind of praying and discerning if God would want us to purchase some more space uh, for just continuing uh, missional work in our neighborhood. Um, and as we looked in some things, we contacted some of the owners of some of those buildings and stuff. Just nothing really fit. Um, either the buildings were kind of just a mess or the cost was just too high uh, for what we really could afford. So, but in the midst of that, this house that's right across the street, diagonal from us, this white two-story house. You can look at it on your way out if you haven't noticed it. It's been on sale for a year and a half. And um, so we just went over there and looked at it. Uh, a couple months ago, a group of us went over yesterday. We've had uh, uh, inspector that, uh, a home inspector that comes to our church go and look at it as well. Um, so we're thinking about purchasing it. We think we can get it and, and get it pretty well fixed up for about $50,000, which is pretty cheap. Um, definitely compared to adding on to this building and the cost that it would take to, to build on to our church and to make it look like this church would be really expensive. Um, but our vision for that is this. Um, so we have a women's house, uh, well, Sam and the guest house. So in the summers, our interns have an option of living in our neighborhood. And um, we've got a great option for girls. They can just move in with Sam, but we don't really have an option for guys. And so part of our vision is for our intern experience to be a little bit more communal um, to where we would really ask the interns um, to live together. So that would be the girls' house, and we would move our guys into that house, and uh, they would be able to do life together here and, and be present in our neighborhood all the time. So that's one piece of it. On the bottom floor, um, our hope is to move our middle school kids over to there. Um, on Sunday morning and then just use it for youth stuff throughout the week um, because the classroom that they use upstairs we could we could make into like two classrooms for little kids so we need some more space so that's another thing so so we're praying about that would love for you guys to pray about that with us um, we're just trying to be wise with our money there's a price tag that comes with that so if you guys want to just you know throw a few grand at us we'd take it too trying to figure out how to do that well but it's a pretty cheap um, opportunity for us um, <clears throat> last thing, guys, as we dive into the, kind of this last goal that we have for the year ahead um, is something that I really feel like needs some really critical attention on our part. Um, and so we prayed for many years as we moved into our neighborhood initially about how to do neighborhood ministry and connect with our neighbors well. Um, and we kind of floundered around with that for the first few years, but really started getting some traction about year five or six as we started making connections with like Food for Kids and some other ministries that were already happening in Midtown that we didn't have to start ourselves, but we could just come alongside folks, which eventually led to us coaching a bunch of basketball teams at Edison. A bunch of men in our church went over and just started um, gathering some kids and coaching their teams so they could play basketball, um, which then led to an idea of having a safe house in our neighborhood. And so about four years ago, we bought the guest house up the street. Sam's been in there um, doing ministry now for about four years 
developing great relationships with kids. It's taken time um, with a lot of the neighbors, a lot of the parents she relates with as well. Um, and there's just some powerful things happening there from having kind of our boots on the ground. Um, kids are being cared for. They're coming over for meals and snacks and clothes and tutoring um, <laughs> trips to the emergency room because they don't have a car. I mean, whatever it might be, um, Sam and the volunteers are there. So in short, God has really answered our prayers. He's given us a lot of favor in this neighborhood, and the relationships are, are meaningful and deep, and we're making a difference. The problem is, is that, uh, in my opinion, and, and I'm going to right, explain a little bit of the breakdown, I don't know that we've done as well as we could as a church really supporting what's going on there. Um, which means that at times Sam feels a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit lonely in what she's doing. Um, and so we've got to figure out a way to support her better. So we're going to talk about that this morning. Um, so this is kind of my big ask uh, for the year ahead. Um, and one of those things is that we're kind of looking at ourselves and we're saying, you know what, Sam is awesome at developing relationships with kids and families. And she's kind of uniquely gifted to do that. She can roll with a lot of chaos which a lot of times it can be a little bit chaotic um, around there. Um, but we haven't done a very good job of being very organized at times, of training our volunteers as best as we can, um, and creating opportunities for them to serve in ways that they can feel effective. So we've kind of taken a look at ourselves and said we can do a better job with that. Um, so um, she's been meeting a lot with Stephanie Burr, and they've been kind of getting some things together for the year ahead. So when you guys came in today or... Um, actually, as you leave today, uh, there's a little handout here on the back table that gives you a schedule for all of the regular kind of times that the doors are open at the guest house. So they do regular things each week, Sunday meal, they do tutoring on certain nights, certain nights they have guys and girls nights. Um, they had this really awesome tea party um, this past fall on the girls night. They, they sat down with a group of girls in, from the neighborhood and they just taught them kind of etiquette about you know how to do dinner and, and a, with manners and all that stuff. And then they had a tea party where they picked them up in a limo and took them out and did all kinds of stuff. It was awesome. So if you were a part of that, thank you. But those are the kinds of experiences in addition to a lot of other things that we want to provide for the kids. Um, so there's going to be a training session on the 27th of this month before church at 9 o'clock. And for those of you that have been a part of our church the last few years as we've talked about foster and adopt and you thought, man, I just don't know if we're ready for or feel called to have kids into our home, this is a great way to serve kids um, in our neighborhood who, who just need adults um, in their life that love them and will care for them and will be consistent. So not just kind of like, yeah, I'm here one month and then you don't see me, but like we'll commit to coming on a regular basis. And so we just need more of you to do that. Um, the, the, the kids are there. The families are there for us to work with. And God has given us favor, but we, we need more laborers in that mission. So um, that's a great opportunity for you guys. And in the midst of, of these goals and initiatives for the next year, um, the larger question that we all need to keep in mind as we close this morning is, is not all the stuff that we're going to do in the year ahead, but who are we going to be as we do the work that God has called us to? Who are we going to be? What, what reflection of Christ are people going to see as we engage our neighborhood and we engage the people that God has placed in our path, whether you're a young life leader or whatever your role is in this mission? That's the end goal. It's not to do a bunch of more stuff next year. 
The end goal is to know Christ more and to be a better reflection of Christ as we go about doing the things that he's called us to. So we are praying that the sermon series that we're going to do in the year ahead, which will be rooted in God's word, um, will encourage you and and fill you up to to help you go out and make a bigger difference um, in our community in the next year. Um, And kind of like how I I, showed, showed that initial video from last year, the most exciting thing for me at the beginning of a new year is not knowing what stories we're going to tell in January of 2020, right? To be able to look back on 2019 and say, wow, look at what God did. And I think the most exciting thing for me is, is I'm meeting with a couple of guys right now, kind of one-on-one, and we're talking about just what it means to be a follower of Christ. And one of the things that um, this book we're reading kind of emphasizes is that we all have a crucial role to play in the kingdom. Every one of you guys are gifted. You, you have passions that God has given you, unique things that only you can do. Um, and uh, so it's exciting to think about a year from now, how is God going to use some of you guys? What stories are you going to be able to tell of, man, I, I took a step of faith and, and I got trained to work up at the guest house and I've now I've got these relationships with these people. Um, and God has transformed me in the process of it because it's not just about what we do for people out there, but it's about what God is doing in us how he's opening us, our eyes and giving us a different perspective and connecting us even more with his heart for people um, along the way. That's exciting as well. So um, we're going to take communion this morning here for the, f- uh, yeah, first time of 2019. Um, and as we take communion, um, I always just kind of say it's been a while since I've maybe reminded us that there's really two things that are going on as we engage in this practice or that we're acknowledging First and foremost, we're acknowledging that in order for us to be saved, to have a right relationship with God, Jesus had to come and his life had to be broken. He had to die (laughs) so that we could be in right relationship with Christ. And so as we take communion, it's an affirmation of that truth, that my sin required that level of sacrifice, and I'm receiving that. And as we take communion, we're saying, God, thank you for, for laying down your life for me. The second aspect of what we're also acknowledging is that God, as we follow him, Jesus says, I want you to follow me. I want you to be like me. I want you to do the things that I do, which means that our life is also heading towards the cross and, and, and being broken and, and poured out so that other people might know Christ. And so the second thing that we're affirming in communion is, is that, Jesus, man, I want you to break me. I want you to pour me out so that other people might come to know you. So just remember that as we go through this um, time this morning, kind of what you're acknowledging, what Christ has done for you, and then what he asks you to do for others. Let's pray.